Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Hello and welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I'm here with... Hank Owl. And this is a very special edition of the Owls on Culture podcast. This is our first Dragon Con update. Today is Friday, and we are recording this at night, having just spent our first day at Dragon Con. Now, it's not the con's first day. Con started on Thursday. But this is our first day since we're in school and things like that. And what do you think, Hank Owl? How was the first day? So much fun. It was so good being in the environment again. Well, why don't you tell everybody uh, what we went to? Uh, we went to uh, the this sci-fi showdown between zombies and aliens in a apocalyptic setting. And the um, DC... Hour DC thing, I forget what it was called. Yeah, I think it was pa- called like Action Hour, DC yeah, Action Hour. That's it, DC with, uh, Action The person hour. who voiced Gorilla Grodd on the TV show Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. And then also a stunt person and actor, and she's been on several of those shows also. Yes. Um, so lots of fun. So, you know, we ended up taking Marta down there, which worked out pretty well. It gets out there at Peachtree Center. And we went down to the uh, Sheraton, which is where you pick up your badges. Uh, you, you can prepay. And, you know, if you actually are at the con, you can buy the con pass for next year at a you know pretty severely discounted rate. I think it's almost like 50% off. So we've done that the last two years. And then we walked up and we just started people watching. And that's kind of the, one of the best things about Dragon Con is just being down there. And watching people more artistically talented than us. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some great cosplayers out there who you can tell they have sewing skills and makeup skills. And But not everybody. Not everybody's dressed up. So if, like, if you wanted to go and didn't want to dress up, you'd be fine. Um, and we usually only dress up on the parade day, which is Saturday, tomorrow. Um, so, Hank, let's, let's talk a little bit about this, the, this first panel that we went to. Set it up for him a little bit. Uh, the first panel, we sat down with these four people, which are all like young adult uh, sci-fi literature authors in the categories of post-apocalyptic zombie and post-apocalyptic alien. And I don't think they were all young adult authors, but they were all authors. Yeah. Uh, and some of them were on Wall Street uh, Journal bestseller list, some New York Times, some USA Today. They were all <laughs> successful. <laughs> they were all uh, the moderator introduced himself by saying, I'm the one who is, is not a New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> not, not a bestselling author of any kind, really. Exactly. And Hank, this panel reminded me of just like you and me and your mom in the car kind of hanging out and just having fun discussions about like kind of geek topics and doing like theoretical battles. So what the moderator did was he took recommendations from other people and so we had you know, a pile of alien names and a stack of zombie names or zombie types. And then he would pull out two names and then he would ask the audience for a geographical location. And then all four panelists would weigh in on who they thought would win that round, either the zombie team or the alien team. 
and it was really close. Were there any particular battles that you really enjoyed? Uh, that Superman one, that Superman versus the uh, Italian zombies. That's exactly yeah, that. That was a great one because when he pulled out Superman's name, the whole audience. And again, we're in a small ish room. You know, I don't know, not really a smallish room. There's probably fifty people. About as big 50, as 60. a room. About as big as our living room plus kitchen, plus dining room. Yeah, even even a little bit bigger than that, I think. Um, so, but every, the whole room groaned because you know Superman's. You know, he's not indestructible, but he's pretty darn close. And then when he faced the Italian zombies, which can kind of infect you by just being in the vicinity of you, Superman was actually beaten in the biggest upset in science fiction history. <laughs> exactly. And I don't remember. I wish I remembered the name of the, uh, the film director uh, who produced these movies that had these that we're calling them the Italian zombies because the filmmaker is Italian and they did a series of zombie movies and I don't remember the name of them I had never heard of them My, I'm not really up there on zombie lore that uh, much that's why we were team alien the whole time that's right so there's also and there was a xenomorph battled who did the xenomorph battle the xenomorph battled uh, the um the Evil Dad was obvious. Okay, yeah. Somebody's from Evil Dad. And so he did this probably... They had the Evil Dad win. The Evil Dad won against the Xenomorphs. That's right. Because of the time it took for the uh, facehuggers to create new Xenomorphs. Right, and there was this weird cycle of thing because like, the facehuggers would create aliens, but the Xenomorph, these zombies, could also create more zombies. So it was like a cross-breeding situation. Uh, I, I was kind of thinking throughout that happening, what would happen if our little Evil Dead zombie xenomorph mix crossbreed fought the Predator xenomorph crossbreed from Alien vs. Predator? Oh, that would have been interesting. And you know Predator had to be in his pile somewhere. It just, just, just didn't get chosen. Yeah. Uh, so that was a pretty pretty good panel to start yeah, off with. Yeah, both Rob Zombie and the zombie band got chosen. <laughs> That's right. Zombie. Team right. for Team Zombie. Yeah, so it was fun. There was a lot of laughter, a lot of debating. You know, they'd ask the audience questions sometimes, or audience members would raise their hand for an opinion. And But I thought the uh, panelists were great, and I definitely want to check out at least a couple of them, their books, uh, just based on uh, their personality and how they communicated during this. I want to give them a shot. Yeah. A lot of the people in the audience were funny, too, because when we were picking... I think all the locations were supposed to be real locations, but Tilted Towers showed up for Fortnite, and I put Battle World from Secret Wars 2015. Which I did not know what was, but another person in the audience did. I think several people uh, in the audience probably did. Yeah. Although I think I was bringing my... That's another reason they groaned at Superman, too, was I was bringing, my, bringing the comic books to this more apocalypse-themed event on the apocalypse track and when they kind of brought up, like, comics and more American sci-fi media, they were like, Well, I don't, I don't know about that. It was kind of interesting because along a lot of these properties, they had to ask, you know, are we talking about the book? Are we talking about the comic book? Are we talking about the movie? Which version of these same type of zombies usually and sometimes alien 
uh, are we talking about here? Because sometimes they have different uh, traits and different powers. But I thought it was a great way to start the con. I mean, technically, we started our con by, you know, getting our badges and doing all that. But that was our first panel, and I thought it was a great one. Um, so good job on choosing that. In our next panel, we walked down from, because that was the Weston. It was the first time we've had a panel in the Weston. Then we walked down to the Hilton, I believe it was. And we saw the TARDIS there in the lobby. They have a, you know, full-size TARDIS. Always made you feel like home. Exactly. That's that's Dragon Con to us. We're huge Doctor Who fans. So that was nice. Yeah, Whovians. There we go. And then we walked, uh, went downstairs. And again, just the people watching is amazing. Uh, I'm going to post some photos photos on Instagram. One really nice video, this group of stormtroopers. Oh, that's right. On the walk down, we saw some stormtroopers who were doing uh, dancing. Had some speakers up. Exactly. Had like a boom box and blasting some hip hop and dancing to it. It was pretty awesome. Uh, oh, and we also, on our walk down from the from Marta, we ran into a friend of mine, uh, Karen Cisse. Shout out to Karen. Karen was on the Origin Story podcast, also produced by Pinecone Turkey. And you may know her from The Walking Dead, where she plays Birdie. She's part of the Hilltop Gang. And she also plays um, one of the moms on uh, Stranger Things. So she's she's here on she's in on a couple of panels on Sunday, and I'll make sure I tweet out that information as well. Uh, so big shout out to Karen. I was telling Hank that I've been to several Dragon Cons now, and I never really run into anybody I know. Although my Facebook feed is usually filled with Dragon Con pictures and friends that are going, I just never seem to run into them. And Hank, I think you ran into somebody too. I don't think you should say his name because you probably don't have permission to do that, and he's a minor. But Hank also ran into a, your classmate, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we're hanging around long enough to, to run into some folks. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the, the panel, the podcasting, the DC Action podcast panel. Oh, the DC Action podcast panel was part of this call. Part was this kind of live podcast of this group called Super Geeked Up Live. Or Super Geeked Up, not Super Geeked Up Live. And they were doing, they do this segment called DC Action Hour, and they were doing a live version of that, where they take different guests from the Arrowverse, and it's Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends, well, CWDC shows, because Black, Black Lightning, which I don't think is technically part of the Arrowverse. Is it not? No, I don't think it is. Well, I think it's standalone. That seems silly. Um... That was a really good podcast. And so the gentleman who does the voice acting for Gorilla Grodd, he actually, and this is a, you know, a nerdy out question here for the, for the actors who may be listening to this, but he actually studied with Sanford Meisner. And if you don't know who Sanford Meisner is, he is one of the three or four main guru acting teachers from back in the day that kind of studied with Stanislavski, either directly or, or very close to indirectly, and developed acting techniques that went on to, you know, there's still acting schools that teach the Meisner method, which is actually the Meisner technique, I think it's called, which is the kind of, the, you know, the two and a half year program that I went to was a Meisner program. And this gentleman actually studied with Sanford Meisner, which he didn't look that old to me, which means um, he must have studied it with him when he was really young or he just, you know just looks great. I don't know. I don't know which one it was. I was shocked. 
Uh, so that was really cool for me. And uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him too long about it, but I may try to find him on the Walk of Fame and uh, ask him some questions about that. Because that's, you know, those the people that actually study with Sanford Meisner, there's not that many of them left around, and they're dwindling. Uh, but So I thought that was really cool. And the stunt person, actor, uh, Cassandra, she was amazing also. They were both really good panelists. Oh, she's so waiting for me to say something. Okay. Um, so they also gave out prizes. We got a cool book yeah, from look- one of the people who do Super Geeked Up Live. And it looks like the book was gorilla-related. I haven't looked at it too closely. It looks like it's some kind of series involving a gorilla or a, a, a primate of some sort. And then also you got like a card, right? Like a like a collectible card? Yeah, a collectible card from the person who voice acted Gorilla Grodd, which is like a Gorilla Grodd collectible card from season one of The Flash that only he has. So I wonder how much that'll be sold for on eBay. I'll keep, I'll keep mine. There we go. I'll keep mine till the final season of The Flash, and then we'll sell it that week. There we go, to the highest bidder. <sighs> so, and then after the panel was over, the last panel we had was at 8.30. Let's getting pretty late. And Dragon Con, you know, the later you get at night, the more adult-themed it gets. So we hung out for just a little bit in the lobby of the Hilton and did some great people watching. Saw an awesome... Uh, war Machine. Awesome War Machine. Cosplay, which you thought was Iron Man, I'm just saying. That's that's very true. <laughs> I did see a uh, Peter Capaldi doctor who looked amazing. Uh, who else did you see? A couple of Harley Quinns looked great. One person had the huge, huge hammer. Oh, yeah. Um, lots of Doctor Who folks. Lots of anime folks. All the anime folks. Who? All. I said all the anime folks. All the anime folks. Um, I saw a very dancing uh, Spider-Man look in the Infinity War costume. He didn't look like he was not feeling so good to Mr. Stark. He looked like he was feeling <laughs> great. Oh, and there was also a, a left shark cosplay. That's right. There was a left shark back from the infamous, was that Katy Perry? Yeah. Her uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, one thing that was kind of cool is the... I guess the theme that Hilton used for their hotel was actually Jurassic World theme. So there's a display with the dinosaur. There's like kind of that logo everywhere. And that actually uh, dovetails us nicely into tomorrow's day of Dragon Con. What's going on tomorrow? Tomorrow's the Dragon Con parade. We are part of the Jurassic World section riding along with the Jurassic Park Jeep. Yep, so it's part of the American sci-fi is kind of how they... They divide it into fandoms or genres. And so Jurassic World is part of the American sci-fi uh, section. Yes, I will be using one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes. Right, so you will and not be able to see exactly which one sank, but he'll be, if you do see me, I'm, I'm dressing as uh, Sam Neill's character, whose name I just escaped me. <laughs> uh, but he was the main, I'll, I'll call him the protagonist in the very first Jurassic Park movie. Uh, Dr. Grant. But that's the twist. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. What? Really? <laughs> I thought you didn't like that idea. No, no, no. That's, that idea is great. All right, so I may or may not be a hybrid <laughs> Dr. Grant slash dinosaur. I might be just Dr. Grant. I mean, we bought the dinosaur mask and gloves for a reason. 
Well, the re- yeah, there, there was a re- the reason it was an idea. We just didn't know if it was a good idea. So you may or not be, may be able to, may or may not be able to tell whether it's me or there or not either. Mister, what do you mean you kind of don't want to do the dinosaur idea? We already bought that thing. They clearly said we could return easily. <laughs> well, because we didn't have another good idea. It certainly has something to do with that. Um, so... Well, it is late. It is very late. It is almost midnight late, and we have a very, very long day tomorrow because not only are we marching in the parade, then we have two big panels that we want to see. And unfortunately, when you go to a big panel, it usually means sitting out in the sun, waiting in line for an hour or more. So even though it doesn't sound exhausting, it is exhausting. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Hank, any final thoughts on day one or something you're looking forward to on day two? Oh, yeah, going back to uh, costumes. We have T-shirts now. We do have a T-shirt. Not on sale, just for us, because we like looking at ourselves, having a T-shirt of the uh, Owls on Culture logo. Branding, branding, branding. Because it just seems cool to look around having a one of the, the, the T-shirt of podcasts that you do on your thing. That's right, and if- author reading and how he always dreamed of like having his book like in the book on a bookshelf and he'd always as a child go to the place where a book by him would be separate the books and imagine placing a book right there that's awesome and and now he goes there and he looks in that section and the book by him is there and if we do bring the microphones down sunday or probably monday it makes more sense uh, it'd be good to wear those t-shirts just so they're, we're, no, they're, we're not crazy freaks just shoving microphones in people's faces. There's at least some sense of, oh, maybe they are actually doing this for real. So we'll see. Um, so that's it. So that's our update from day one for us of Dragon Con, day two for everyone else probably. Uh, we will come at you tomorrow night uh, again with the, uh, a late night update and so we're, we apologize for not getting the preview out we just weren't able to do it with our other commitments but I think we'll probably do a wrap up episode as well or maybe just a maybe the day four wrap up will on be. Monday yeah yeah on the Monday. long one so with hopefully maybe some interviews if we decide to bring the microphones down with some other Dragon Con attendees seeing what they enjoyed most of their con so that's it guys have a great night Look for us at the parade tomorrow. It's on television also. Uh, so I think it's on like channel 13 or something, one of the local ones, from uh, 10 to 11 tomorrow. So look for us in the Jurassic Park section. and The American sci-fi media. There we go. Track. Everybody have a good night, and we will talk at you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Serzier and Antoine Herald. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email, a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.